Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I hate to start the show with sad news, but I'm going to. For those of you that were planning on seeing one of the five concerts on the books for 2021 for Stevie Nicks, she's decided to cancel them all. I know. I know. Dry your eyes. Dry your eyes. These are challenging times with challenging decisions that have to be made, Stevie said in her statement. I want everyone to be safe and healthy, and the rising COVID cases should be of concern to all of us. While I'm vaccinated at my age, I'm still being extremely cautious, and for that reason, I have decided to skip the five performances I had planned for 2021 because I've been singing and performing my whole life. My primary goal is to keep healthy so I can continue singing for the next decade or longer. I'm devastated and I know the fans are disappointed, but we will look towards a brighter 2022. So if you had tickets for one of the five shows for Stevie Nicks, just know that those shows have been canceled. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right. So it seems that a woman has now sued McDonald's. Well, it doesn't seem that way. I mean, she has. She's sued McDonald's after claiming that a cheeseburger ad, you know, the photograph of a cheeseburger was so tempting that it caused her to break her religious fast during Lent. Yeah, I know. I know. Kasinia uh, Ovchinkova. That's her name. Kasina Ovchinkova. Ovchinkova. Yeah, Ovchinkova. Has filed lawsuit against the global fast food restaurant chain for its role in spoiling her fasting during Lent which to her is roughly six weeks of religious observance in which Christians prepare for Easter through things like prayer and self-denial. And in a statement, Ovchinkova says that she was walking around in the city uh, during Lent back in 2019 when her eyes were drawn to an advertisement, which is what advertisements are supposed to do. It was photos of McDonald's signature dishes, the cheeseburger, and the chicken McNuggets. Not having eaten meat for roughly a month at that point, and having faithfully observed Lent fasting for 16 years prior. Wow, she's been fasting for 16 years. (laughs) I don't think you could survive that. Oh, maybe it was just 16 years of a month every year. She succumbed to the mouth-watering photos and ordered herself a cheeseburger. But when she was done, she regretted it. In the actions of McDonald's, I see a violation of the consumer protection law. I asked the court to investigate, and if a violation has taken place, to oblige McDonald's LLC to compensate me for moral damage. Now, she only wants a thousand rubles. Now, a thousand rubles is the equivalent to. $13.50 in U.S. dollars. Uh, okay. Uh, Avdachenko. Oh, no. 
Ovchenkova is arguing that companies should be restricted in how they advertise during Lent. Um, how about no? Uh, how about you use a little personal responsibility and say no? You go to confession. How about that? There's an idea. Go to confession. Confess your sins. There's an idea. Now, apparently she screwed up, though, because the courts have said, yeah, no, we're not going to move forward with this lawsuit. There are issues with its drafting. So somewhere along the line, Ovchenkova uh, screwed something up. But the courts gave her time to fix it. So we'll see if it actually uh, comes to fruition it does seem a little farcy like she's trying to blame something after she didn't feel good after she you know she had her cheeseburger she gave in and now it's somebody's fault other than hers but i just find it uh, interesting interesting that uh, she doesn't want to have anything to do with personal responsibility or going before her god and confessing that she screwed up and please forgive me but she also wants mcdonald's to pay a thousand rubles a thousand rubles you know somebody who doesn't have a thousand rubles anymore bill gates now (laughs) that's not true bill's got a lot of thousand rubles but yeah that's right i believe that's a technical term for what bill gates has it's a thousand, no, a lot of thousand rubles, something like that. But it says here he's not the fourth richest person in the world anymore, right? So he is uh, with the real time ranking of one hundred and twenty nine point six billion dollars. He's worth slightly less than Mark Zuckerberg. Wow! So he's the fifth richest person in the world. So Melinda Gates is now worth $5.7 billion after fresh stock transfers from Bill. So they're in the process of dividing up their assets after their divorce was finalized last week. So I'm guessing she's going to end up with more than $5.7 billion because the Cascade Investment LLC, that's Bill's investment vehicle, uh, transferred $2.4 billion worth of stocks to Melinda last week on Thursday. And then they also reported that uh, they transferred uh, $3.2 billion worth of stocks to uh, Melinda. She received 3.3 million shares of AutoNation, worth $392 million. She, wow, wow. She uh, got 2.8 million shares of Deere and Company. Are you kidding me? She's part of John Deere. She's got the farm equipment maker Deere and Company, now worth a billion, and 9.5 million shares of Canadian National Railway Company, now also worth a billion dollars. Nobody knows exactly what the deal is, though, as how much she's getting. It's got to be more than that. I mean, it's got to be more than that. Although she may say, Bill, just take your $100 billion and leave me alone. I'm going to be happy with my 
$5 billion. Because I don't know how you struggle by with $5 billion, personally. I don't know that I could do it. I, I'd, I'd like to say, you know what? I could. I could struggle by on $5.7 billion. And I would give it a shot if I had an opportunity to ever have anything close to $5.7 billion. Now, Melinda is used to living a pretty good life. And that life comes with a lot of billions of dollars, with lots of thousands of rubles. So I'm guessing she's going to end up with more than $5.7 billion. So Bill's going to drop a little bit more down that list. Probably, I'm saying, you know, they're dividing up the assets. So, you know, that's what everyone says, that they're dividing up the assets, but no one knows exactly what the deal is. I'm guessing, this is just a guess, that... Bill will still be a hundred billionaire, lots of thousand rubles, and Melinda will be worth about thirty-five billion or so, something like that, right around the same amount that Bezos's wife was worth uh, when she got the divorce, thirty, forty billion, and they'll be happy with that. That's just a you know, I'm not, I can predict it, and I just did, but I don't really. You know, not real sure what it's going to be. Unfortunately, Bill and or Melinda haven't called me. I know. I'm like, what do you do? I mean, call me. Let me know. Let me know. I'd like to talk about it. In fact, I'd like to talk to you about it, Bill. I know they're probably after you to talk on the podcast, Divorced, Not Dead. But come on, Chewing the Fat. And uh, let's work it out. Let's see how everything is going for you. Okay? I know. I know, I know, I know you just signed the new deal for the Mineral Exploration Company with uh, Cobalt Metals with uh, you and, and Bezos, Bill Gates. You signed an agreement with the London-listed Blue Jay Mining to search Greenland for critical materials used in electric vehicles. Oh, okay. Well, Cobalt uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to hunt for raw materials they're going to pay $15 million in exploration funding for the project on Greenland's west coast in exchange for a 51% stake in the project. Wow. So they are bunch, dumping a bunch of money into this company, and they're going to let robots go and look for these minerals. Incredible. Wow. So, Bill. I'm sure maybe, you know, when Melinda sees this, she's going to, she's going to say, uh, honey, remember when I said that I only wanted 30 or 40 billion? Yeah, we're going to need to up that. Let's go ahead and just cut everything down the middle. Okay. And I'm going to take a little bit of that, that mining company too. All right. All right. Love you. Mean it. One good thing that we know of, I'm guessing, because we haven't heard Bill talk about it at all. And I haven't heard Melinda talk about it at all is I think that they like to bathe and they like to take showers and wear deodorant. I think so. I don't understand why the new celebrity love of stink, what's going on. But I saw where uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who is apparently now become the latest A-lister to be anti-deodorant. Ick. I don't understand I talked a little bit about this on uh, my Chewing the Fat segment uh, during uh, on Pat Gray Unleashed this morning. Because if you're listening live, it is the 11th of August, 2021, which makes it a Wednesday, which makes it a 
chewing the fat day on uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. So apparently Jake said more and more, I find bathing to be less necessary. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, I guess you can say that that's kind of okay. You know, maybe that's maybe that's the pandemic speaking. You know, the lockdown, you're staying home and you're not going out. And so I guess you could say, you know, more and more I find bathing less necessary because you're staying home. Eh, what are you going to take a shower for? Eh, just get up and leave the same clothes on. And then you, you know, at some point, a couple days down the road, you say, ooh, what is that smell? And you smell yourself and say, ooh, you got to you know, take a shower wash the clothes a little bit but you have matthew mcconaughey who's been a big believer in embracing the stink cameron diaz has talked about uh, oh all you need to shave the hairs under your armpits and that's what uh, keeps the stink away if you put keep the hairs there and don't shower that makes the stink happen really uh aston kutcher and miley kunis are all saying they embrace the funk oh wait till you see the dirt i think this is pandemic speaking now that I'm now that I think about it, I think it's a little bit more pandemic thinking. Not for Matthew McConaughey or uh, what's her face, Cameron Diaz. And we heard reports, remember a few years ago, where Julia Roberts uh, kind of you know sees bathing as less than necessary as well. The deal with her was that it was for the environment, though. And uh, so we'll see. I know people have commented. They tried to get Jason Momoa involved, tried to get The Rock involved. They both said, no, 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 no. We shower. Jason was like, eh, I shower. Trust me. I'm Aquaman. I'm the effing water. Okay? I get it. So, and the one good thing about Jake also is that he said he doesn't like bad breath. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) I do not understand the embrace the stink attitude of Hollywood or anyone for that matter. I don't get it. I mean, I, I, we see the homeless people and we know we appreciate, you know, they've got the problems and I understand that there's, you know, shower availability issues, but no, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you. Take a, take a shower, take a bath, wash yourself off, find a sink, do something, hose yourself down, please. In fact, I'm asking you, as a as an American citizen, as a friend, take a shower, hose yourself off. Okay, okay, good. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. So good. So when do you stop having kids? As a male, I guess you stop whenever you want or can't, right? Because we have people, males, becoming fathers at all kinds of ages above the age of 70s. I think 70s is probably, you know, the oldest. And you realize, oh man, if you can't, if you can't afford a nanny and a maid and a butler, you don't want to be having bringing kids into the world when you're in your 60s or 70s. Well, a Mexican actress, Lynn May, 
has announced that she is indeed pregnant at the age of 68. Good for her. Good for her. Her boyfriend, 29-year-old partner Marcos, is, I believe, she's saying the father. And uh, she made the revelation on the uh, the old Instagram. (laughs) And uh, she said that she's happy to announce she is three months pregnant. I didn't know that uh, women 68 years old could have babies. And it doesn't say that that she was attempting to do it, you know, with medical help, but maybe she was. I I don't know. Uh, Mays said she's going to carry it full term and she's going to comfortably break the Guinness world record of the oldest woman to have given birth. There is uh, a lady who was 66 years and 358 days from Barcelona, Spain, who had cesarean birth twins in 2006. And then there was a 55-year-old in 2009 that gave birth. And there's another story that talks about another lady who was... I think in her 60s, early 60s, but Lynn May. And I will say this about Lynn May and her boyfriend. One of the posts on her Instagram account uh, is a picture of, well, it's a selfie, really. And Well, I don't know if it's a selfie. Someone else took the picture of Lynn and Marcos together. And Lynn is, you want to talk about three cuts to clown face, man. Whoa! Lynn. I know that she's an actress and a Mexico star, but woo, man, is Lynn, uh, she's had some, and it was done, and some of it may not have gone like you planned, and uh, just a little, I mean, she looks great, she looks great, anyway, it's what, you don't worry about it, Lynn, you look fantastic, and I hope... I hope everything works out for you as a 68-year-old birthing mother. So good luck. God bless to Lynn. That's for sure. I want to make sure we do that. So I already told you that Jeopardy was going to have Mike Richards be their host. He was the producer. I predicted it, told him to pick him a long time ago. The fans loved him. Just make the deal and let him be the host of Jeopardy. But they went through all their guest hosts and they ran through all of that and they decided, oh, you know, we're in long term. I think they waited too long, but that's just me. But he was in talks. It was rumored that he was in talks. I'm pretty sure, that, you know, I was told, I said at the time that was a done deal. They were just in talks. Well, it is, uh, I guess Jeopardy is set to announce now that Mike Richards will host the daily syndicated program, but they're going to have a spinoff with specials that's going to be hosted in prime time by what's her face. Maya Bellic, you know, blossom. Oh, I mean, okay. So I'm not quite sure why they want to do that. But Richards was going to host the gig 
He's going to start season 38 as host. And Bilek, Blossom, is going to do the spinoff series. And uh, the first of which will be the National College Championship on ABC. Okay, I, I guess... I mean, I know everybody. I heard good reports about LeVar Burton. I didn't watch LeVar's shows. I should have because I tried to catch a little bit of each host. And, you know, the hosts were all. The problem is, is that they're famous for other stuff. And what Jeopardy needs is why they needed Mike Richards to do this. Because he's not a superstar going in. He's someone that the fans can wrap their arms around and he's taking the place of Alex Trebek and he's part of the Jeopardy family and he's just part of the deal now. He's not famous for something else and he can just do the show for the next 20 or 30 years and the same thing will happen when he goes away at the end. But if they're going to start doing spinoffs with Blossom and other hosts, um, We'll see how long Jeopardy is going to last. I don't know. It makes it with all the, you know, the longtime guest hosts. And I know they wanted to fill time between the time Alex was done and the time they replaced him because you never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. You always want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaced the guy. But it's a little bit different. And I think that they waited too long. I think they should have wrapped it up a while ago and just said it was Mike's deal and moved on. But anyway, that's the deal that, uh, it looks like Mike is going to you know, be official and they're given, uh, my Balik the, uh, uh, the show for the spinoff and the specials during prime time. I, okay. All right. Whatever. They didn't talk to me and they didn't talk to me in Miami either. They've got another condo building deeming it unsafe and they told residents hundreds of residents to evacuate uh okay maybe we fix it a little bit so eight-story condo building monday night city officials said this structure's unsafe get out wait um there's 137 units here and we've got people that live here yeah so what uh, get out structural integrity has been degraded and we're gonna you know proceed with the repairs but evacuation is a must get out it's an unsafe structure oh okay so what should i do uh, get out is what you should do and don't complain and just keep going go ahead get out what if I'm really, you know, old and I have no place to go and or I'm sick and I can't walk? What about that? What if I'm being quarantined with COVID? Yeah, we're going to work with you uh, to try to help get you some temporary places to stay. But for right now, get out. Oh, yeah. No, we don't want to hear any of your whining. Quit your whining. All right, we had a building collapse. All right, the Crestview Tower, we had them collapsed. We knocked down the other one. We've kicked people out of another building down the road, and we're kicking you out too. Okay, it doesn't matter. We don't care about you. We don't care about you. The building is unsafe. 
get out. I know, but isn't there a tropical storm that could be a hurricane coming toward our direction soon? So? So what? Get out. Maybe you didn't hear me. Sure, it's passing over the Dominican Republic right now. And sure, it's headed into the into the warmer waters of the Atlantic and into the Gulf of Mexico. Sure. So what? So what? So the cone of death has Florida in it. So your building is considered unsafe. Quit your whining and get out. I didn't know this, but because of plastic in the ocean, hermit crabs are becoming sexually excited. I know. I thought the same thing. I hermit crab business is happening because of plastic in the ocean. So you know as well as I do that oceans around the world are facing a plastic pollution crisis. Are they? Okay. If you say so, Jennifer Hassan from the Washington Post, I'll take your word for it. But the chemical that is leaked from plastic dumped in the ocean is probably arousing the hermit crabs. That's what researchers are saying. There's researchers studying the impact of climate change, plastic, and other molecules in the ocean on marine species. Now that's a good gig. Just float around on a boat and look for some plastic floating around and seeing if there's hermit crabs doing it to whatever a hermit crab does it to other than a hermit crab i don't know i don't know do they swim up to the boats i don't know so a team of scientists from england's university of hull and man what a great place the university of hull is they examined 40 crab 40 crabs how many hermit crabs are on the earth right now somebody looked that up 40? Okay. Well, they tested them all. There's 40 hermit crabs on the planet as we speak, and they tust, they tested them all. So they found, uh, they found these 40 crabs in the waters off Yorkshire coast and found signs that these crustaceans may be sexually excited by olamide, which is an additive released by plastics found under the sea come on now come on now olamide o-l-e-a-m-i-d-e elevates the respiration rate of hermit crabs which indicates excitement now adding that the product is already considered to be a sex pheromone for some insects so these this additive olamide is already up in the business of some bugs so uh, now their study shows that olamide attracts hermit crabs oh okay so the respiration rate increases significantly in response to low concentrations of olamide and hermit crabs show a behavioral attraction comparable to their response 
to a feeding stimulant. Wait, what? They give them a feeding stimulant? Oh, okay. I'd like to have one of those. So I guess according to one of these researchers, olamide has a striking resemblance to olic acid, a chemical released by arthropods during decomposition. Not decomposition. In which may explain it is mistaken for food and ingested by animals, which potentially increases their consumption of microplastics. So these damn stupid animals, these crustaceans, think that olamide is a food from these arthropods or athropods or A-R-T-H-ropods. When they start decomposing, that's what the crabs eat. And they instead, they are eating the plastic. And then they get turned on. Now you got nothing but hermit crabs looking for business all over the place. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. We are stretching the, the pollution issue and the climate change issue that is all taking place in our world today. But just know that all the plastic dumped in the ocean is arousing hermit crabs and that's something we need to address and we need to address it now. I don't know if it's because of plastic or what, but the number of white people in the United States has declined for the first time in history. That's according to the latest census data. And, well, that's what's expected to be revealed from the latest census census data. So the 2020 census is due out tomorrow. For those of you listening live, it is uh, the 11th of August, 2021. And tomorrow is the 12th, which is Thursday. And uh, that they're supposed to, we're supposed to get a look at the, you know, the details from the 2020 census and it's anticipated to show that all population growth over the last five years has been from people of color that's what the washington post has reported as a result it's expected to show that the portion of white people in the u.s has fallen below 60 percent for the first time in census taking history the population of those under age 18 is also predicted to now be majority non-white. The number of white people is expected to have declined in 26 states. Whites will only account for more than 50% of growth in just five states. Well, Hispanic and Asian populations are believed to be behind much of the country's population growth. Uh, you think? The Hispanic population could be behind about 50% of the growth in states such as Texas, Florida, Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada. Duh. Meanwhile, the population of black people is expected to remain steady at 12.5% when the new census data is released. Okay. The estimations are based on the annual updates from the U.S. Census Bureau based on the 2010 data. And the exact figures, you know, of course, aren't known yet, but... It's a pretty good educated guess. I mean, the decline in the white population, if that's confirmed, is that's that's pretty amazing. 
And, you know, if we would have said that 20 years ago, and when people did say that that was going to happen, everybody said, no way. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. And now it's looking like it's going to come true. I know. Don't look at me like that. I know. Okay, I feel like we just uh, do a mini headline deal. I think we'll call it uh, tab headlines. I was looking at uh, <laughs> the uh, internet here on my uh, on my laptop, and I have about a thousand tabs open. So it's time to just do tab headlines. As we we should have some kind of music for tab headlines. Is there some kind of music for tab headlines? Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. So we'll just I'm just gonna go down the tabs for tab headlines. So China is set to ban karaoke songs that contain illegal content. Its Ministry of Culture and Tourism has announced that songs that fall under this category, yeah, they're the ones that are gonna endanger national unity, sovereignty, and territorial integrity. And those who provide content to karaoke venues have been urged to review the songs and flag up to the ministry those that are potentially harmful. The rules are due to come into effect October 1st. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You need to flag those up to us and get them there. I want to know if there's songs that incite ethnic hatred or ethnic discrimination, endanger national security, or harm national honor and interests, violate the state's religious policies, propagate obscenity, gambling, violence, and other criminal activities. Got it? Okay. Now, China has more than 50,000 song and dance entertainment venues across the country that seems like a lot but china's a big country and it's difficult for venue operators to identify illegal songs given that some had music libraries of more than a hundred thousand songs which is why they're encouraging content providers to take more responsibility as well oh is that your song yeah don't don't do that song you need to do something else now this isn't the first time that china has banned songs from the karaoke venues the ministry released a blacklist of about 120 songs that trumpeted obscenity violence crime and harmed social morality back in 2015 some of the songs that didn't make the list back in uh 2015 beijing hooligans yeah you can't have that no you'll be shot dead playing that suicide diary yeah i can't have that don't want to go to school how dare you how dare you those have got to be gone because they are problematic (laughs) yeah and one song that uh that had to get the axe was a song called fart Yes, it was blacklisted. The lyrics were, there are some people in the world who like farting while doing nothing. No, we cannot have that. 
that is gone okay and we're going to be checking all of this through our social media investigations we like to routinely go through social media and we want to make sure that we've got nothing at these karaoke venues that endanger national unity sovereignty or territorial integrity okay and if some of the venue operators don't flag up some songs you're gonna get the door is gonna be knocked on and they're going to say, we noticed that you didn't uh, send us any songs to flag. So we're just going to go ahead and close you down and tell you you're lucky to be alive <laughs> uh, until you give us some songs that aren't going to be played at your venue. Okay. All right. That's tab one. Tab two, California lottery winner killed in double murder suicide in Oklahoma. Now this just goes kind of against what I was talking about the other day about money not being able to buy happiness when i said may i kind of can well this lady won more than two million dollars in a california lottery last year and then she got married to this guy and this guy ended up very sadly killing her killing her child and then killing himself so i mean hello just horrible but this is part of the it's a federal offense because it's the lady was part of the Choctaw Nation, which is after she won the money, she came back to Oklahoma to spend a little bit of that cash. And uh, apparently the couple were fighters. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) They were fighters. And uh, he was absolutely a nightmare for uh, making something like that happen. No doubt about it. Tab three. Oh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump has just unveiled his new MAGA hat. Man, does it look different and good. <laughs> does it look different and good. He really sent something out to the people, his lawyers, loyal supporters of the Trump's Save America pack. And he said, hey, I just designed our brand new MAGA hat and I want you to have it. You've always been one of my most loyal supporters, so I don't want you to have just any hat. I want you to have the MAGA hat that I personally hand-signed for you. The hat is truly one of a kind, and I can't think of anyone more deserving of it than you, friend. (laughs) That was written by our friend Donald Trump, and he's signed it's got the big and it's really different really different it's got a it's got maga in big block letters on the front of the hat the red hat and then he's signed it his full name on the on the bill of the hat and man it looks good speaking of trump there's a store in keller texas in dfw and i pass by it from time to time and they've got it's like a thrift store junk store right on the corner and it's in this old town keller area that they're trying to revive and they've opened up new shops and new bars and new restaurants and they've got to hate this lady that owns it and it's called the pecan and she has a sign out front that says antiques uniques 
and home decor and that's on a fence gate that's leaning up against the side of this driveway it's an old gas station i think and then she's got a big old tractor out there it's an old farm tractor and it's got a big sign on it that says god country and trump on it and then she's got a big sign posted in between those two uh behind the old shopping cart that i guess is a an antique shopping cart or maybe just a unique shopping cart or maybe you could use it for home decor there's a big sign that says there is no variant covid is only a flu mask don't work the shot is not a vaccine if it were you would be protected over 100 people touched your apples and avocados before you did wake up stop believing the lies of the enemy so she is and i say it's a lady i don't know if it is or not i'm just guessing i'm guessing that a place called the pecan was run by a lady and that's the only person i ever see walking around the parking lot other than you know people that look like they're shopping i haven't been inside and i haven't stopped into the pecan and i will i promise you i will stop into the pecan because i have got to see what is the deal with the pecan speaking of covid though i see is there's an israeli drug now that they say it's being reported in the jerusalem post that says 90% of patients treated with new Israeli drug discharged in five days. Wow. Okay. I like the sound of that. 93% of 90 coronavirus serious patients treated in several Greek hospitals with a new drug developed by a team at Tel Aviv's medical center as part of the phase two trial of the treatment were discharged in five days or fewer the phase two trial confirmed the results of phase one which was conducted in israel last winter i remember talking about this they saw 29 out of the 30 patients in moderate to serious condition recover within days so if this is good news for for people if israel has got a new drug that can treat patients who already have covid19 that is uh, that's incredible and i see is I did just say there's an Instagram post from Chet Hanks, who is the son of Tom Hanks. And I guess he wants to be, uh, you know, lose his inheritance from Tom because he goes on this big rant and he starts the Instagram post off with wanting everyone to get the vaccine. And then he stops and psych and says, nobody should get it. it the, the COVID is the mf and flu and they're not gonna stick me with your mf and king needle so and stop wearing your masks okay thanks chat appreciate it take care good luck getting any more money from dad all right we're still on the tab headlines too we've got three major u.s airlines will not mandate shots for their unvaccinated workers that's pretty pretty incredible i think that will change The CEOs of Southwest Airlines, American Airlines, and Delta Airlines say they are not requiring unvaccinated employees to receive the shot. 
United Airlines uh, mandate that workers get vaccinated by the end of October or face getting fired. October 25th is the actual date. We'll see if that holds up. I doubt it. Uh, the airlines get too much money from the government. No way they're going to. Uh, no way they're going to not cave to making their employees get the vaccine. There's no way. And some more tab headlines that I've had open that I need to you know close. Pepsi. Uh, apparently, PepsiCo and Boston Beer are teaming up to create a hard Mountain Dew. So it's going to be an alcoholic-flavored malt beverage. It's uh, expected to hit the shelves in 2022. I guess they've been trying to use the heft of the Mountain Dew name for several years. They also just dumped some of their big brands. Uh, Tropicana, they dumped uh, their juice brands for $3.3 billion. Amazing. I mean, they've this 70-year-old juice business, uh, Tropicana, it's going to get uh, $3.3 billion for selling a 39% stake in its juice business, which includes the Naked brand as well, to a French private equity firm, which owns ice cream brands and other food businesses. So I guess that's good news. I guess that's good news. But congratulations to Pepsi. Man, it's sure good to see you guys doing great and getting rid of the juice business to making booze that's that's great and uh one one last one last tab here uh fox news is the only major cable news network that's a, seen an increase in trust among viewers since february according to a new survey i don't even know if i mean okay so researcher brand keys found that over the past six months eight of the nine tv news brands it regularly examines showed lower trust levels well no kidding now according to this fox saw trust among viewers grow to 89 percent according to the survey that's an increase of three percentage points for fox msnbc had its trust level among its viewers dip from 93 percent to 90 percent oh stop it this is just their viewers. If you're watching MSNBC, of course you trust them. So they had it dipped to 90%. <laughs> All right. That's, I mean, the headline is uh, a little misleading. Not really. I mean, I you know, okay, I got you. Fox News had an increase in trust. They went from uh, 89%, uh, but MSNBC fell from 93 to 90 and a CNN fell from 92 to 87. But that's still, there's no way. I, that's trust to their viewers. That's sad. That's sad. I'm done. No more tabs. No more tabs. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. If you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, you've just been sneaking a listen in, you need to become a subscriber today. Choose a platform. I don't care which one. And just become a, a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. Okay? All right. Thank you. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.